Hey everybody, Andy here. Welcome to Your Move, where we help you make better decisions and live with fewer regrets. As a nonprofit organization, we rely on the generosity of our listeners. So if you have been positively impacted by this podcast, would you consider supporting Your Move with a tax-deductible donation? To give, just visit yourmove.is slash give. That's yourmove.is forward slash give. Thanks for considering. And now back to the show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Your Move, where we help you make better decisions and live with fewer regrets. I'm Andy Stanley, and I'll be your guide. And let's begin with this uncomfortable, embarrassing question. Now, you can be honest because nobody's going to know but you. And here it is. Are you jealous of somebody, of some somebodies, maybe your brother, your sister, your sister-in-law, a neighbor, a happily married friend, a newly engaged friend, the, the friend whose kids seem to excel where your kids don't. Jealousy, jealousy is so petty, we've all but convinced ourselves that we abandoned it in middle school, but we didn't. Jealousy is usually triggered, as you know, by a sudden awareness of what we don't have, what we lack, where we fall short in comparison to the people around us, whether it's looks or skills or opportunities or health or healthy family um, inheritance, that car, that purse, that house. But jealousy is almost always associated with a person as well, right? Or a type of person, which means jealousy always creates cracks in relationships. And that's why it's such a big deal. It creates barriers to relationships, sometimes a barrier to our own success as well, certainly a barrier to our happiness. I mean, come on, you can't be jealous and happy. <laughs> you can be jealous of somebody else's happiness, but you can't be jealous and happy. So jealousy is a trap. It's a comparison trap. And while it's probably impossible to avoid all moments of jealousy, we certainly shouldn't be controlled by it. And generally speaking, you're probably not controlled by it. But there is that one person, right? And as difficult as it is for you to admit, um, you feel as if they are living the life that you deserve. Your dreams are coming true, but not for you, for them. They get all the breaks while your life always seems to be breaking down or people keep breaking up. And if we're not careful, we'll fall for the lie that our problem really isn't our problem. The problem is the person who has what we don't. But they're not the problem. And the reason I know they aren't the problem is because they aren't part of the solution to the problem. You may feel better when they hit a bump or lose their high paying job or gain weight or one of their kids drops out of school or doesn't make a team. But that does nothing for you, does it? I mean, secretly celebrating someone's failure and then temporarily feeling better about yourself, well, that just says something pretty awful about you, doesn't it? So they are not the problem. Jealousy is fueled by the belief that life owes us. If you believe in a personal God, although you may have a difficult time admitting this, you believe that God owes you. Think about it. God owes you better. After all, if there's a personal God, God could have made you healthier, smarter, um, better looking, more confident, maybe a better communicator. Um, he could have birthed you into a better family. He could have provided you with better opportunities. He could have provided you with the same opportunities and advantages he provided everybody else you know, right? I mean, you wouldn't mind the fact that your neighbor has a new SUV if you had one as well, right? Now, I say all that to say your problem isn't really with your rich brother-in-law or your beautiful sister or your lucky coworker. You have a problem with God. You may be holding a grudge against God. Now, more on that in a moment. Now, the, the people that you envy 
can't really do anything to remedy your envy because as we said, they're not really the problem. Their losses, their setbacks and failures only serve to temporarily alleviate, not eradicate your pain or your jealousy. Besides, if it's not them, it's gonna be somebody else. There's always gonna be somebody who's richer, skinnier, more talented, have more talented kids, better connected, or just, just plain luckier than you. And as long as jealousy goes unchecked, none of your relationships, this is important, none of your relationships are safe, not a single one. I've, I've met wives who were so jealous of their husbands, they couldn't say anything nice about them in public. I've met fathers who were so jealous of their sons that they couldn't muster a kind word if their lives depended on it. Whether it's sports teams, corporate teams, or ministry teams, no environment will escape the effects of jealousy. So what's the solution? Um, what do we do when those, those unwanted thoughts and feelings and of comparison and resentment start creeping in? Actually, they don't creep in, do they? They flood. So what do we do? Three things. First, this is hard. You have to admit that you're the one with the problem, not the person whose life or lifestyle sparks your jealousy. They simply revealed what was already there. And that's tough to admit because jealousy is petty and ugly, but you can't get to where you need to be until you admit where you are to begin with. And where you are is, well, you're jealous. So own it, it's embarrassing, but own it. Second thing, take your negative energy and frustration to the only one who could have and can do anything about it, who can do something about your situation or who could have done something about your situation. And that is your heavenly father. I mean, in some ways, I know this is tough, in some ways, your heavenly father, God is to blame, right? I mean, like I said earlier, he could have done something about this, but chose not to. So tell God how you feel, be honest. Tell him, you don't wanna feel this way anymore. You're tired of the comparison. You're embarrassed by your immaturity and your insecurity. And, and I'm not being critical. We're all immature and insecure about something, right? We're human. And we all spend way too much on Instagram staring at everyone's highlight reels. Now, here's why this second step is so important and why most people skip it. When you bring your wishes, your wants, your unfulfilled and unfulfillable dreams to your heavenly father, you're bringing them to someone who's able to sympathize. He feels your pain. God invites you and invites me to pour out our hearts to him. In fact, Peter, one of Jesus' first century disciples put it this way. He said, we are to cast our cares on him because he cares for us. The solution, the way forward is honesty, with your heavenly father and honesty with the person that you greet in the mirror every morning because you do have a role to play in eradicating jealousy. So backing up first, you own it. Second, you take it to your heavenly father. And third, and this will make a huge difference. This will preserve your relationships with the people that have a tendency to spark your resentment. The third step is to begin celebrating the success of the people you tend to resent. And by celebrating, I mean celebrating them personally, um, directly, and publicly whenever possible. I'm not suggesting insincerity, but in my experience, you can't wait until you feel like celebrating someone to celebrate them. You have to celebrate until you feel like it. Does your sister look good in that dress? Tell her. Do you like your brother-in-law's new car? Well, you tell him. Did your partner do a great job on that presentation and you found yourself wishing it was you? Celebrate him and celebrate him in front of the entire team. You're not being insincere, you're being honest. 
Celebration is the antidote to jealousy. It's your part. It's your way of telling jealousy that jealousy will not rule you and will not ruin your relationships. So regarding that third step, I think we should get started right now. Whose success do you have a hard time celebrating? Think about that. Whose success do you have a hard time celebrating? Whose kids deserve a celebratory text, a phone call? Whose progress have you mentally chalked up to luck and refused to acknowledge and thus refused to celebrate? Whose achievements have surfaced your own insecurity and consequently just shut you down? It's time to push through those emotions and celebrate just like you would want to be celebrated if it were you, just like you enjoy being celebrated when you accomplish something great. Celebration is a discipline. It's a decision. It's a decision to respond differently when resentment and jealousy storm the gates of your emotions. When you see them coming, when you feel them coming, you pick up the phone, you walk down the hall, you knock on that door, and you celebrate that person. That's a win. It's a win for you, and it's a win for them. That's how you defeat jealousy. And now, well now, it's your move. Hey, uh, before you go, we would love to get your feedback on this new format. So check out the description to let us know what you think and we'll see you next time.